Welcome, I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, create to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. My job is to teach you how to align your life so you can make this happen. So I want to welcome you to our show today. We're going to be talking about a topic uh, known as fibromyalgia, and I have done maybe one or two shows total in the last uh, three years I've been on radio, so I think this is an appropriate topic as the weather changes and things are changing, uh, quite a bit of people are obviously experiencing uh, more movement. People are getting outside. In the last few days, has been sunny outside. And, uh, of course, that extreme cold to nice warm weather sometimes uh, causes people to start experiencing some issues. And especially those with fibromyalgia are obviously more affected from time to time. So I think this is an appropriate topic to talk about today uh, on the show. So as always... Uh, want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. That's A-S-K-D-R-J-U-A-N.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. You can press option two if you want to talk to somebody. If not, you can simply text that number. If you want to become a new patient, you can text new patient. You want to come to the dinner, dinner, you can text whatever you want. To it, and we'll get back to you, of course, in a timely manner and help you out with however you need help. So, and uh, of course, you can always find our radio shows every single week, week in and week out, uh, that are saved on podcasts via iTunes. You can search Living the Full Life with Dr. Juan, and those shows are there from the very beginning to the latest ones, so you can never miss a beat on the latest and greatest when it comes to health. So, uh, of course, before I start, I always like to share my story as to why it is that I get on radio and why it is that I'm so passionate about what I do. And that is my mom. My mom called me seven years ago while I was in chiropractic school, and she called me to tell me that she'd been diagnosed with breast cancer. Of course, devastating news at that time. She starts crying over the phone, of course. I start crying over the phone. I don't know what to do. I'm like, you know, Mom, what are you going to do? She says, I know what I'm not doing. I'm not doing chemotherapy and radiation. And I'm like, okay, well, fair enough. I don't know what to do, but I know one thing, Mom. I know God put God put an amazing power in your brain, and if your brain and your body are communicating at a hundred percent, your body ought to function and heal at hundred percent. So, Mom, let's get your spine checked. We got our spine checked, and from the side view of your neck, you're supposed to have a forty five degree angle. When we took my mom's X ray, we saw that she had lost one hundred percent of the curve of her neck. Her neck was completely straight. She has zero degrees out of forty five, which is not normal from front to back. You are supposed to be completely straight. From T1 through T7, her upper back, my mom had a bend in her spine, crushing the exact nerves, going out of there, going to her breast tissue and vital organs. So I knew when I saw that that was a cause of her problems because for years she'd been complaining and dealing with pain, upper back pain, neck pain, and headaches. And every single time she went to the doctor, she got the same answer, and that answer was a medication and or a surgery suggestion that she never took. But nonetheless, she would take the medications, mask the symptoms, and never get to the cause of her problem. So I asked her, why have you decided to do something different? Why have you decided to actually start eating better, dropping some weight, do the healthy stuff to, to help your body uh, fight this you know, unnaturally? Says, uh, I, I realized that I can die, and I, and I want to see my grandchildren grow up. And three, almost four of those grandchildren are my kids, three – because we have one on the way. Uh, so three oldest being seven, Eden, five, Eve, three, almost three years old, John Luke. And we're expecting our fourth this summer in June. So my mom decided to do something different. 
to afford my kids, nieces, and nephews the opportunity of having a grandma in the future. And my question to you guys is, who is responsible for your health? You guys know the answer. You're responsible for your health. And if you've been listening to me at any length of time, you know, I always challenge you to rise to the occasion because your health is your responsibility and it is your body. At the end of the day, you're the one who suffers. And it's just so sad that um, in our community, we have so many people that are just dealing with issues, health issues, and they're doing, quite frankly, nothing about it. And I actually just happened to meet somebody this week. Uh, my, wife was, my wife bought something off of uh, Amazon, or not Amazon, but Facebook Marketplace. I went to pick it up, and I was talking to this person. And nonetheless, uh, she shared with me how she had lost her husband some time ago, uh, almost a decade ago, and that, you know, um, he just failed to manage his, his uh, chronic assistant condition of actual diabetes. So at the end of the day, you know, um, that gentleman, may he rest in peace, of course, it was just, just heartbreaking to hear a story. You know, he had a choice in whether to or not take care of his actual issue better, and he decided not to. And unfortunately, he left back his wife and uh, two kids. So at the end of the day, it really comes down to what are you willing to do for yourself and your family? Because that's really who suffers when everything is gone and things obviously don't don't pan out and when, when you are actually no longer here. So they are the persons that actually suffer because of your lack of health or, um, you know, y- your, your loss, you know, and you not being here anymore. So I, I just want to challenge you for those of you who've been listening for a while, those of you who've been actually like, you know, been listening for years. Actually, I get every once in a while, I get somebody that shows up and they say, you know, Dr. Juan, I've been listening to to you for a year, year and a half, two years, three years, whatever. And I finally... You know, <laughs> I finally asked a question. I'm like, what was it that I finally said that got you to come to the office? They're like, there wasn't anything. I just, it was finally my time. So if it is your time, do something. Uh, don't sit idle because every day is a gift. So don't, don't take it for granted. And I know a lot of us like, oh, I'll just take care of it next week, next month, next year. And some people don't see tomorrow. So uh, don't let that be you, of course, because your family loves you and they want you to be healthy. So uh, today, talking about fibromyalgia, why am I talking about that topic? I think it's a relevant topic still to this day. Um, you know, fibromyalgia is something that a lot of people are being diagnosed with that uh, unfortunately um, sometimes don't even have fibromyalgia. And it's, it's really kind of uh, embarrassing, you know, just that people are being labeled with things that are not actually true. It's kind of like the end-all, catch-all you know, diagnosis that a lot of people are just getting labeled with because they have, you know, issues and no, no doctor can find out what's causing it. So they're like, Hey, you know what? You have fibromyalgia. So, um, you know, right now, what I would say is that if you have fibromyalgia, you know, tune in and take the next, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and listen to the entire show, because I'll be going through what it is, what it isn't, uh, you know, what the diagnosis means, uh, how can you can actually reverse it? Yes, there are, you know, things you can do to reverse it naturally that don't require you taking a bunch of medications that are toxic to your liver. We all know that medications are toxic to your our livers. We know that. So fibromyalgia, what is it? So let's just start with the fact that one of the primary symptoms that fibromyalgia patients experience is just widespread pain. Uh, you know, this pain is like pretty much described as dull ache. Uh, that, you know, literally has lasted for weeks, months, but at minimum is three months. That's what the medical model uh, says that it has to be before they can consider you with fibromyalgia. So it's just literally, um, you know, it, it, it really, it, it has to have a certain characteristics for it to be 
um, considered actual fibromyalgia. Another thing that is associated with it is fatigue. People with fibromyalgia um, literally like go to sleep and wake up and they're still tired. Uh, you sleep for a like super long period of time, talking about like 8, 10, 12 hours, and you're still feeling exhausted. So that is uh, another issue with fibromyalgia. Some people have reported that restless leg syndrome uh, and also obviously uh, sleep apnea, you know, may exacerbate fibromyalgia or just be accompanied, um, you know, with it. So, but at the end of the day, um, it is important to know that fibromyalgia is something that a lot of people are dealing with that need to do something different because what they're doing is not working. And then another one of the things that actually arises when people have fibromyalgia is the mental fog and just mental difficulty, kind of just a fibro fog as they call it. And then uh, you, your inability to pay attention, which makes sense. Like when you're in pain, let's let's imagine that you're like, you know, tore something up in your knee and now you're trying to sit there and like learn algebra. <laughs> like I don't think that that's uh, too, uh, too fun, uh, you know, dealing with pain and actually trying to understand complex and not even complex information is normal information. Like, hey, I'm going here at this time. Pick me up at this time. And you're like, wait, I'm going to say that again. So that's that's typically what. Uh, some, a lot of actual fibromyalgia patients are dealing with. And the the reality is that the numbers of people with fibromyalgia in the United States is astonishing. It's an estimated 10 million people in the U.S., um, you know, actually have fibromyalgia. So, you know, and the sad part even further is the fact that uh, research is showing right now, you know, you know, in the last two, three years, that 75% up to 90% of all these fibromyalgia patients are women. So this is something that um that is really, really sad because it's something that uh that is affecting a, a, a large population of women that, you know, clearly some of them have jobs, some of them don't, some stay home with kids, some of them are retired. So it's just your inability to work because of fatigue and pain is just uh un- unsurmountable or pushing through and taking a bunch of medications to do it anyways is another one of those things that's also very sad uh, to deal with. So fibromyalgia, uh, it also, you know, may be diagnosed with other overlapping conditions such as irritable bowel syndrome, restless leg syndrome, Sjorgen's, Raynaud's syndrome, once again, all of which are, for the most part, associated with autoimmunity issues, meaning that your body's attacking itself. So the 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 problem with fibromyalgia is that right now um i can tell you this from just treating a, a lot of patients with it that a lot of doctors when they don't really know how to you know take care of the pain for the patient and the pain continues to recur the medication's not working etc they either a label as fibromyalgia b they say is in your head here's some psychotropic drugs because you obviously are a little cuckoo, so you can't have that amount of pain and be walking, or you can't have that many spots that actually hurt and be walking. So at the end of the day, you you get the same old runaround of, hey, you don't have a problem. You're, it's in your head. Here's the medication. Or, hey, you do have a problem. We don't really know what to do. Uh, we, don't, we can't define it. Sorry. Here is the name of your diagnosis. Marry that and go to bed with it. And that's that's the problem. People are then married to like, oh, I have fibromyalgia. If I can tell you every time, and I'm sure you guys are probably chuckling right now because you know somebody, they're like, oh, no, I can't do that because I have fibromyalgia. 
And it's, uh, it's unfortunate because they become a victim to this disease that is literally correctable. It is correctable. I'm not saying to 100% of the cases that I've seen, a lot of the cases, I'm going to say up to 85% of the cases of fibromyalgia that have walked through my office have all improved to one way, shape, or form. I am talking about reducing the pain by like 30 40%, allowing the person to literally function better. Some of them have complete resolution of actual the pain spots. And this is where the, the sad reality is that a lot of people are just misaligned. And the, the pain spots, you know, you have the two behind the neck, two behind the, the, the ears, uh, between the shoulder blades, the hips, the knees, etc. A lot of that has to do with misalignments in the pulley system that the muscles, ligaments, and tendons that create in order for the body to be fully aligned. So a lot of it is just really just the person's misaligned and we get them back in alignment. And then they're like, oh, Dr. Juan, that spot doesn't hurt. This spot doesn't hurt. Uh, this is not as sore. This one still hurts, but it's not as bad. And like, wow, like my fire myalgia is going away. I'm like, I am so sorry to tell you, Susie, I don't think you really had fire myalgia, but I'm not the one who diagnosed you with it. So I'm not going to take that diagnosis away. I know that one thing, though, your body's communicating better, is functioning better, is aligned better. So therefore, you're going to experience better health and life. So let's just keep you aligned so your body can do what it's supposed to. So once again, the the problem is that uh, not only is that happening, and then a lot of people are just continuing to actually take the medications that are, quite frankly, sometimes causing more problems than the, the disease itself. So this is where you have to figure out if you truly have fibromyalgia, if you truly, if you do have truly fibromyalgia, then what are your approaches at it? And that's what I'm going to be talking about in an upcoming um, you know, segments, but... I got to take a quick break right now. You, I want you to stay tuned. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO. Dan's using talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. Press option 2. You can talk to one of our team members, or you can text that number. Once again, that number is 937-552-7364, and you can text that number, whether it's new patient or you want to come to our dinner coming up on March 15th at Basil's in Troy at 6.30 p.m., you're more than welcome to text dinner. You can come by yourself. You can come with up to four guests with you. So be sure to text dinner if you want to come to that dinner coming up. Once again, that dinner is March 15th, 6.30 p.m. at Basil's in Troy. And lastly, you can listen to every single one of these shows every single week on iTunes via podcast. Um, and then you can download every single every single one of the shows to your phone and never miss a beat with the latest and greatest when it comes to health. So uh, we're talking about fibromyalgia today, if you're just joining us. And, you know, in previous segment, I was talking about some of the criteria and the things that are involved with the symptoms and the causes of fibromyalgia. But one of the things I want to touch on is the, the, the latest and greatest diagnosis criteria. And this is straight out of the Mayo Clinic. You can look all this up uh, yourself. But, uh, you know, I was talking about the specific pain points that you have to have. That was kind of like the old um, you know, way of testing to make sure that you have fibromyalgia. So 18 specific points. That's what I learned when I was in school. 
uh, back in, you know, five plus years ago that was like, hey, that's how you diagnose somebody with fibromyalgia. Well, 18 specific points on a person's body, uh, you know, and obviously you see how many of them turn uh, painful when you press them firmly. And obviously that was that was kind of the the standard before. So there's so 18 spots. There's diagrams out there and like where it is that you press. I learned that we have to test out in school to know how to do those. But now, um, right now, the the new kind of, um, you know, diagnosis criteria is widespread pain uh, throughout the body for the last three months. So with that diagnosis and not 18 points, right, I can actually like, I am not even kidding and I'm not exaggerating. I'm not trying to be facetious or funny. I can probably diagnose, let's say like maybe 65% of my practice of all the patients with fibromyalgia based on this criteria. Um, you know, I've had patients that have had pain for like decades. Number one, it's widespread through their body and it's been longer than three months. So that criteria right there, I can easily justify uh, saying that they have fibromyalgia. So I think it's just made it easier for practitioners to basically be able to say, hey, you know what? I think I don't know the answer to your problems. There are some things that are too complex. Uh, we can't know everything. By the way, any doctor tells you they know everything, they're lying to you. Um, so uh, we can't know everything. So some of them will just say, hey, you know what? I'm not really sure. I think it's fibromyalgia. Person, if the person feels like, you know, accepting that, um, you know, that actual, you know, spoken over them and they say, yep, Roger that. I think that's uh, what I have. Then they accept it. And that's the diagnosis. It gets documented. And now you're a fibromyalgia patient. So, or some people say, no, no, it's not fibromyalgia. I want further testing. And then obviously the doctors will be like, all right, sure, let's try that out, whatever. But at the end of the day, there's a, you know, there's a few areas that the, the fibromyalgia, you must have pain in order for it to qualify. So left upper region, including shoulders, arm, or jaw, right upper region, left lower region, right lower region, or axial region, which includes neck, back, chest, or abdomen, which is once again, that's what I deal with, the axial, the neck, the back, which is the central nervous system, the spine, the, the vertebra. So this is where this diagnosis is kind of a catch-all, and it's unfortunate because – and I understand as a, as a practitioner, like, getting kind of, like, stumped by the patient, like, oh, wow, like, I don't really know what your problem is. Actually, let's, let's figure out and let's look for more causes and let's figure out a little deeper. But at the end of the day, this diagnosis so rampantly happening, especially for women – uh, they have pain, and you know a lot of people just don't know what to do about it. So I'm going to be talking about what you can do naturally on the next segment um, for you to reduce fibromyalgia if you have it. If you don't have it, how to get rid of the pain that you do have uh, naturally without drugs and surgery. So uh, I got to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290 95.7 WHIO, the Answers and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on Instagram also at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. Press option two. Uh, my team, of course, will be ready and standing by to answer your questions. If you're not interested in talking to anybody, you can text that same number once again, 937-552-7364. 
and you can also once again text whether it's new patient, whether it's um, you know a dinner, whether it's whatever it is that you need help with, we can help you uh, obviously within reason. So feel free to text and or call 937-552-7364. If you want help, we will get you the help we can get you. So uh, welcome back. We're talking about fibromyalgia today. So in the previous segments, I've been talking about the diagnosis, the the things that you know fibromyalgia is and how it is diagnosed and obviously the the unfortunate you know mishaps that happen um, because of a misdiagnosis. But uh, right now, I'm going to be talking about what the treatments are. Uh, I'm going to start with the medical treatments that are out there. And, you know, once again, I always like to do a compare and contrast. And especially when, when if you've just been diagnosed with this and you, or you've been dealing with it for a while, you've been kind of suspecting that you might have it, um, but you want to do something different instead of um, actually, you know, just going for the drugs. And some people, like, just want the drugs. Like, hey, listen, I'm going to continue living my lifestyle. I have one of my patients who's actually been on the radio show with me. He's one of our, you know, full life testimonials. But he said that one of his neighbors says, you know what? Uh, he's like, I admire you with all the exercising and all the really healthy stuff you're doing. For me, I'm just going to live my life. And I know I might, it might be short, but I'm going to live it to the fullest. And I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. And I'm going to do whatever I want. And I'll just take the pills. And then when my body can't handle it anymore, then so be it. That's my time. Some of you are like that. That's okay. Obviously, probably shouldn't come to my office unless you really want help. You want to change that mentality. But, like, really, you're set in your ways, and that's what you want. By all means, knock yourself out. Hopefully, you have an amazing time, and people have great memories of you and a lot of pictures to remember you by because most likely than not, your life will end early. More likely than not, some of you can do it and literally live 80, 90 years. And, obviously, that's just, you know, uh, statistically possible for some people. But for the rest of you who want to actually do something different – and actually do something natural and healthy and not destructive to your body. So then uh, those of you who have been diagnosed, you want to get treatment. And sometimes the only treatment that you're being told is medications. And these are the type of medications that are recommended or prescribed to those with actual fibromyalgia. So pain relievers, of course, over-the-counters are pain relievers such as Tylenol, ibuprofen, naproxen, uh, naproxen, et cetera. Those are obviously, you know, can help. Sometimes opioid medications are, you know, sometimes they, they may be if the cases are really, really severe, but typically they're not obviously recommended. Um, you know, clearly uh, it has dependency and clearly crazy side effects, et cetera. Another uh, group of drugs that they give you if you have fibromyalgia is antidepressants, Cymbalta, uh, Civella, uh, and this this may help ease the pain and the fatigue associated with fibromyalgia. So this is where, you know, this makes sense in the sense of like, oh, yeah, let me help you, you know, get out of the pain so you can sleep, et cetera, which, you know, it seems to be a problem for some people with fibromyalgia. Uh, typically, it's the opposite. They're sleeping a lot and still feeling fatigued, et cetera. But that's another group of drugs that you can take. Uh, Anti-seizure drugs uh, designed to treat epilepsy are often useful in reducing certain types of pain. So gabapentin is one of those, uh, you know, and then uh, Lyrica as well. So this is where I get it 1,000%. Those drugs are out there. Billions of dollars or millions of dollars have been spent researching those drugs and creating them. But the reality is that if you don't want those drugs in your body, clearly now you got to go another way. So another way that you can actually get treated 
in the medical non-drug world is physical therapy. Physical therapists uh, can help you obviously strengthen for stability, stamina, stretching of muscles, ligaments, and tendons, etc., which is very, very helpful. I refer to a physical therapist quite often. Uh, I'm not that prideful to think that I can fix anything and everything in my office. I am one human being uh, with a special skill set to move bones back in position and read x-rays and all that stuff. But there's things that are outside of my scope, which I refer out. Um, you know, that's just the way I operate. That's the way I, you know, treat my patients. And at the end of the day, nine times out of 10, my patients will come back and they'll say, hey, Dr. Juan, great job figuring that out. Uh, you know, and I, it's funny because they're like hailing me as the hero. I'm like, I didn't do anything. I just told you to go to physical therapy. Here's a referral and go get that strengthened, and then that'll hold your bone in place better and you'll feel better. So, but it's, it's amazing. Physical therapists do out there much respect to the physical therapy profession. Uh, I'm not one of those doctors that kind of like beefs with physical therapists. And I know there's some physical therapists that don't really agree with chiropractic. That's okay. I just won't refer to you. It's not a big deal. But nonetheless, though, uh, the ones that are understand that there's a co-management of a patient because no patient just needs one doctor. Needs a group of doctors on the same page to allow that patient to be the best version of themselves. That's the doctor you should be going to. Anyways, that's how I operate my practice. Um, just it's a lot uh, better for the patient, which is ultimately the person we're serving. Uh, so that just makes sense. Occupational therapy is another thing that you can do when you actually have fibromyalgia. And then counseling, which I get it. Listen. I understand counseling. I Once again, I've shared with you guys in the past, I've been deployed three times. I'm in the Army Reserve, still currently serving. Um, I'm all about counseling. But I definitely do not understand, like me personally, human being, Juan Fernandez version, myself, I do not understand that if I have a ton of pain throughout my body, it's making me miserable, and I can't really function or like play with my kids or et cetera, like how you talking to me to psycho babble my brain to think that I don't have pain will help me. That's just me, though. Me being very Neanderthal-style mentality, that's just me. So I get it as a therapy, and it may help a lot of people. And I'm sure that some of you probably listening right now like, no, no, Dr. Juan, it works. Great. That is awesome. As for me, I don't know how it would work. But nonetheless, there's obviously professionals that do that every day. But those are the things that you're left with in the medical model if you wanted to take care of your pharmacology. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what you can do naturally without having to see any of those people or obviously try these things before you have to go to those people or take those drugs. And as once again, like I said, those professionals are there for a reason. So see them and seek them out and get their treatments when necessary. But some of you are kind of hardheaded. You're never going to do anything until you're like fully broken. But before you get fully broken, you might want to try something. This is what I'm going to recommend to you, especially if you're dealing with fibromyalgia. Once again, the good thing about fibromyalgia is that 75 to 80 or 90% are women, and women are much more intelligent about taking care of their bodies than men are because they're like, you know what? I got to be healthy for my babies, and women are just more inclined to take care of their health sooner than men, and it's unfortunate, guys. I get it. I rub mud on the knee when it hurts, and I keep trucking. I understand. Um, the reality is that that doesn't work. <laughs> so you might want to figure out something different. So, But nonetheless, one of the top things that you need to do is change your diet when it comes to fibromyalgia. Of course, Dr. Juan, that is your answer for everything. Arthritis, change my diet. Headaches, change my diet. Back pain, change my diet. Overweight, change my diet. Can't get pregnant, change my diet. Like, yes, absolutely. Why do we always talk about your diet? Because... Clearly, it affects 
your body's ability to function. If you do not take care of your body naturally through the foods that you're putting in your body, you're going to create a pro-inflammatory actual situation in your body that's going to make the nerve endings more susceptible to pain and more sensitive to pain. This is why we always recommend, number one, reducing sugar and things that are very, very high in actual inflammation. So you need to reduce those actual foods that create that inflammation. So some that actually, um, th these, these, uh, there's a lot of foods out there that are not necessarily like super sugary, but because of their um, ability to trigger the immune system to kind of fire and get like, you know, kind of irritated, um, th these actual foods w should be reduced. So, um, you know, th this is something that I would say, number one, anything with preservatives, you definitely want to cut out. Anything that is uh, packaged and it can sit on a shelf for like seven years and not go bad, should definitely probably cut out because that means it's not really food, anything that's genetically modified, would 100% recommend, uh, you know, taking out because this stuff leads to, um, once again, you being inflamed. So things that you want to reduce, uh, you know, breads, grains, right? You want to, I would say, reduce actual dairy, specifically milk and cheese, because once again, a lot of people out there are actually very, very allergic, and they don't really know that they are actually allergic. So this is where I would say reducing, um, you know, dairy is something that I would say is pretty important when you have fibromyalgia. Not forever, but for a season in where your body just re gets rid of that inflammation. So things like cow's milk, obviously yogurt, kefir. Uh, things that have, you know, cheese and, you know, have dairy proteins in it. Um, wheat, rye, uh, stuff like that. Um, fructose fruits, you know, so things that are very, very high in fructose sugar. So high fructose corn syrup is needless to say, it's definitely not natural. It's not good for you. You shouldn't be putting that in your body. Anything with high fructose corn syrup should be eliminated from your diet. Um, so this this another another thing that i would say too is you know some beans lentils and soybeans have also been proven and shown in studies to really um you know affect fibromyalgia so those are the foods that i would definitely say you need to stay away from some of the fruits that you can eat berries cantaloupes grapes you know um you know they're alternatives i know i like i like cereal milk i'm still like a kid when it comes to that. So I don't drink actual cow's milk all the time. Um, so what I do is I use like macadamia nut milk or coconut milk or any of those alternative nut milks out there, cashew milk, etc., because they would also make a difference. Um, you know, you nuts and seeds, especially when they are sprouted. Once again, I talked about sprouted before. It's when the seed becomes more of an actual plant carbohydrate rather than like a grainish, uh, grain um, style, you know, component that would have a little bit more 
sugar or carbohydrates involved in it that are actually in the sugar side, not the non-digestive carbohydrates such as fiber. So that's why I would say sprouted nuts and seeds versus non-sprouted. Um, seasoning and condiments, avocado oil, coconut oil, grapeseed oil. Grapeseed oil is kind of still, once again, I wouldn't go douse everything in your food with grapeseed oil. It has been shown to be slightly pro-inflammatory, but nonetheless, avocado oil and coconut oil, you should be able to go with and not have any issues. So as far as, um, you know, as far as fibromyalgia, uh, a lot of research has shown that magnesium deficiency is literally one of the top things that people are dealing with. So magnesium citrate, magnesium glycinate, I, I prefer magnesium glycinate. It is one of the most absorbable uh, forms of magnesiums out there. That's what we saw in our practice. So I would say that's number one, magnesium. Magnesium is necessary for over 300 chemical processes in our body. So if you have high blood pressure, uh, magnesium, magnesium is also another one of those things that you should definitely look into and research and talk to your primary care provider as far as starting supplementing with that. Another supplement that you should definitely look into is fish oils, especially omega-3 fish oils, anti-inflammatory. Get those nerve endings to not be so irritated. And lastly, vitamin D3. So a minimum of 5,000 international units daily because everybody, for the most part in America, is actually deficient in vitamin D3. Once again, that's the one that comes from animals. Uh, vitamin D2 comes from plants. But nonetheless, vitamin D3, 5,000 international units uh, a day is what you would definitely need, uh, especially if you live in the United States of America where we don't get as much sun, especially in the northern part of the, the United States because that's going to help your body decrease that inflammation. So I got to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, the in-season talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937 552 uh, you can press option two to talk to one of our team members, or you can also just text that number once again, 937-552-7364, and you can text whether there's new patient appointment that you want to make or you want to come to our upcoming dinner on March 15th. That is at Basil's in Troy at 6.30 p.m. You can text dinner. You can come up by yourself or with up to four guests with you. So, um, you know, and always you can clearly – uh, find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic as well. So coming back from the break, uh, we were talking about fibromyalgia. We've been talking about fibromyalgia for the, the the entire show. And, you know, I was giving some tips about the foods to eat, uh, some of the supplements that you should be looking to. Once again, magnesium glycinate, the most absorbable uh, form of magnesium out there. So highly, highly recommend that you um, look into, uh, you know, imp- implementing that into your uh, daily vitamin repertoire, and then also fish oils, once again, 1,000 milligrams minimum daily, and that's omega-3, omega-3 fish oils, because they are actually anti-inflammatory. When you consume too much omega-6, omega-6 is 
pro-inflammatory is found in terrestrial animals. So that's when you're eating chicken and you're eating cow and you're eating all these different things, you know, beef, etc. Those things have a higher amount of omega-6, especially if they're conventionally raised, meaning if they're given genetically modified foods, etc., etc., so or grains that is going to shoot up their actual omega-6 content, which then will leave you with more actual sensitive nerve endings creating more fibromyalgia pain. And like I said, vitamin D3, 5,000 international units daily because vitamin D deficiency in America, it should actually be considered a pandemic because nearly 90% of adults of in America are actually deficient in this essential nutrient, meaning that you cannot create it in your body, meaning that you have to take it and then your body through sunlight converts it to 2,5, blah, 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 cholecalciferol. I'm not going to go through the name, but nonetheless, you have to consume it in your diet in order for the body to be able to activate it on your skin. And that's what people talk about getting some sunlight. And especially when there's no sunlight, you actually reduce and your levels of vitamin D3 reduce in your body. A number you want to shoot for is above 31. Whenever you get uh, uh, you know, your actual levels of vitamin D red in a blood work um, you know, essay, you need to look for that number to be above 31, ideally 50 or higher, but 31 is the absolute minimum. Below 31, you start having some serious issues. One of the last things and one of my favorite actual supplements that I highly recommend to everybody is actual Curcumin. Curcumin is the actual pigment inside of turmeric, which is a, a tuber root, um, uh, you know, style food. So turmeric decreases inflammation. I call curcumin and turmeric curcumin specifically, especially when it's combined with black pepper because it actually activates it. Um, when it come out, I call that nature's ibuprofen. So if you want to reduce inflammation, which one of the things that the Mayo Clinic was saying regarding actual fibromyalgia pain and how to reduce it was an NSAID or, uh, you know, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory uh, drug. Um, I would say that replacing that with curcumin would be probably very, very smart on your part if you're dealing with fibromyalgia. Folks, I am out of time. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me today. We talked about fibromyalgia. If you need more information, you can text our number once again, 937-552-7364. And you're listening to Living a Full Life on 1290-957-WHIO. Days Use and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 957-WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.